WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. This is the Impact Exposure, and I want to thank you for joining us. We've got a really uh, full plate lined up uh, tonight for tonight's show. Uh, in a few minutes, we'll be speaking with folks from the MSU dance team, as well as uh, a little later on, a uh, representative from the uh, Women's Center of Greater Lansing to talk about uh, a memory, a monologue, a rant, and a prayer. Uh, after that, we'll be speaking with uh, MSU Green Spiral, which is MSU's pagan society. That'll be an interesting one. I've been kind of curious about that all week myself, as well as some folks from the uh, homecoming court to uh, talk about one thing I'm sure you're all familiar with, uh, this weekend's homecoming festivities. Before we get to any of that, though, of course, we are speaking with MSU's uh, dance team. Uh, Jamie, Nicole, and Stephanie are all here. Uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, for joining us. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. Certainly. And now you guys have uh, have an event coming up to, uh, t- uh, for, as a fundraiser. What's uh, what's going on? Well, we're having an event at Coldstone Creamery in downtown East Lansing, and we are taking over. Coldstone, basically. We're serving ice cream. We're putting all the mix-ins in. We're doing everything, and we will have supervision from Coldstone. <laughs> we'll have a little training session yeah, before, we training so we'll be uh, pretty well prepared to make your ice cream. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we have a training session tomorrow, and we get to eat ice cream then, too, so we're pumped about that. And then Thursday's the big day, and it's going to be a great time. Excellent. Well, now, have you guys done anything like this before? Yes, we did it last year, so you it's going to be an annual thing now. Oh, so this is, so this is uh, nothing. It's old hat for you guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So that's uh, this, this this Thursday from six until nine. Now this is benefiting uh, your your trip to Orlando, right? Absolutely. So tell us what's what's going on with that. We go to Orlando every January. We do nationals or college dance team nationals. So we bring two dances, but we bring a jazz routine and a hip hop routine, mm-hmm. and we practice for those throughout Christmas break. So. Um, it's really rewarding by that point, and we go and compete. We do um, semifinals and finals, and it's really big. It's really uh, what we work for all year, um, why we have practice, aside from doing sidelines at the football and basketball games, um, which we also love. A big part of uh, our dedication to the team is um, culminates in January in Orlando when we get to see all the different colleges kind of come out and show what they have. Absolutely. So this is more than just a competition. Then you guys are actually learning from the other groups that are they're there yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. So and, this, and obviously this is nationals. This is folks from from all over. Yeah, um, and it's a really big deal. Like people though, I mean, probably realize it, but you know, it's on ESPN with the cheerleading and dance team college nationals and i mean we like it's such a big deal we have choreographers we pay choreographers to come and teach us dances and most schools do that also so so it's pretty pretty intense stuff it is intense i mean yeah it's like that cheerleading movie what's it called oh bring uh, bring it on it It is bring it on but dance style (laughs) but real life (laughs) wow uh now so you mentioned there's a jazz and a hip-hop uh, performance in there. So now yes. hip hop, I can kind of see. I see that you know, like when I go to basketball games and things like that. So the, the jazz one's kind of surprising to me. How does a, a jazz routine work for a, a, a college dance team? Well, see, that's kind of difficult. I mean, some some de- teams bring like a lyrical dance, which is more like um, contemporary, kind of modern. Other teams bring a really jazzy dance. Like last year, ours was really, really jazzy. I can't really explain it. it doesn't very upbeat. Maybe, yeah, like maybe a good upbeat. way to explain it is the type of music. Yeah. Lyrical dances are to more slow, kind of emotional songs, mm. where, where jazz are more upbeat and peppy songs, I right. guess. Right, yeah. Like last year, we did like a disco song from the 70s. Oh, wow. <laughs> we did. No, we did. <laughs> and that was How the one- will I know? <laughs> <laughs> now, that was the one in, in, uh, in Orlando then, you, yes. last year. Yeah. So, okay, so you, have you, now you've been before, Stephanie. Yes, we now, all have, actually. We're all, all returning yeah. members. Mm-hmm. Wow. So how does it feel to come back? I mean, did you learn stuff from last year that you're oh, put into practice? What, what, did, what did you learn? We, I mean, we learned so much. I mean, we learned, like, we see other styles from different teams, and we see what we want to bring to our team for the next year. Um, like, this year, we want to bring something totally different. So, I mean, we're working on that right now. We mm. don't know what we're going to do exactly. You're always trying to bring something that's different so you have an up on the competition. Right, and also right. you have to see what style fits your team the best. And really, almost as a returning member, I think we have... You know, even more drive and more motivation, and we know exactly what we're working for and exactly what we want to accomplish. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow, such a positive, uh, upbeat, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, look at the at the event. Uh, now, uh, something else I was wondering too. Uh, you know, you guys are fundraising uh, this Thursday. Uh, do, you, do you have any other fundraising things that you do throughout the winter? Because you mentioned that it's in January. I'm sure there's yes. more than just this one event. What what other kind of stuff do you guys well, do? Well, we do clinics for dancers, like from little girls, like. 
elementary school to middle school to high school clinics and college clinics. So we're having a college or a little dancers clinic next Sunday, mm-hmm. the 21st, and it's from 2 to 4 for any little dancers out there. And, um, yeah, we also do a lot of golf outings in the summer. And what else? Another um, source is we perform at tailgates um, before the football yeah. games, and those are really popular. Um, I know we have a lot lined up for homecoming this weekend. Oh, we um, come to your tailgate. We get we can hand out posters and take pictures, and um, we do all the sidelines. We perform at the football game kind of so you can see us up close. I know mm-hmm. it's some sometimes um, from a distance. And then... Um, <laughs> quite a distance. Yeah. Right, and then also we have a special tailgate dance that we... Do at those wow, events very too. Cool. Yes. And uh, so, how can if someone's interested? I mean, is it too late for for this homecoming game? Oh no, we have people calling all the time for like um, tailgates. We are always open to come to tailgates. So, if anyone's <laughs> interested in, in booking you guys, what would they do? Um, well, we have a website and we have like a contact us portion, so okay. you can always go Link. to that. Cool. So the address I have for that is msu.edu slash user slash msu dance. I'm guessing that's the one that that's uh, mm-hmm. people can punch in and, and check you guys out and uh, possibly book you for tailgates and other cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so now, obviously, you know, tailgates is one great way. What, what else can people do to, to support the MSU dance team? Um, we always accept donations. I mean, we have, um, we, we sell posters, and so we we take donations for those also, but we just came out with our new 2007-2008 dance team poster. It's looking really good. Nice. It's a great promotional tool, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So cool. Uh, and so you know, they can people can book you for tailgates, uh, donate directly from the website, buy posters. Uh, and, of course, come down to Cold Stone on Thursday as well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of great opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I was also looking at, on your website. Uh, you guys are involved with a lot of different charities. Uh, what what sort of uh, sort of work do you do with with them? Um, we've we've always done March of Dimes in mm. the spring. We go to that and we warm up everyone before they go on their walk. Nice. So, and um, what else? Um, we um, I know I'm not sure what what the actual charity is for, but I know that in the spring we always um, go to different elementary schools and um, perform yes. the fight song. Project and Read. Project Read. That's oh. what it is. Yes. So now what, we what's, love Project Read. How does that work? What's that all about? We go to, I think it's Donnelly Elementary School, and mm-hmm. we um, we do some cheers for the little kids, and then we go and we split up to their classrooms and we read with them. So wow. that's exciting for yeah. us, too. Yeah. So that, that kind of that's kind of sounds like the uh, the Little Dancers program. A little yes. Bit. Now, uh, getting back to that, uh, the, the program is basically helping... Uh, you know, like kindergarten age kids, is that right? Or is it older than that? Um, I think they're on kindergarten. Or oh, no, the little dancers. Little dancers. Oh, yeah. oh, that goes all the way from kindergarten to eighth grade. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you got the whole spectrum. And we, yeah, I mean, we do like a couple different dances. We split them up, them up by grades, so it's not all the same dance. Cool. So they're with their age groups. And wow. So, then, and so what, what sort of stuff do you teach them? Well, for, I mean, we keep it age appropriate, you know. So for the little kids, we usually do like a... Um, like a theme from a movie, like something like that for their dance. And then for the um, like junior high age girls, we do something more like upbeat and new. And involving more technique. Yeah. Get them a little bit um, antiquated with dance team and uh, what it's like to be in the Michigan State dance team. Wow. Give, give the kids like a running start, I guess, right. for, for when they go to college. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, now speaking of, of, of college, uh, do, you, do you guys do anything like this for, for MSU students? We do. Yes. Oh, what's, what's that all we about? We do. Um, well, we have a college clinic every... Actually, sometimes we have it twice a year mm. or three times. Um, so we haven't really set up our date for that yet, but we will be having one this fall and then possibly one this spring also. So we teach the college girls a dance, a hip-hop dance usually, and we do technique also. And we open it up to questions about the team also. So if they're... Um, considering trying out for the team that year then they can ask questions what it's like to be on the dance team what we do cool and we also try and give them a heads up on like how tryouts will run and just to see if they have any questions about that mm-hmm. and for dates with that um we update our website and uh, let you know when those are coming up oh cool yes yeah, so all that's available on the website as well mm-hmm. yes. excellent uh so something else i was going to ask you guys uh now obviously not you know dancing not to be confused with, with cheerleading 
Right, two, right. two totally separate things. <laughs> what, what sets you guys apart, though? Because I'm sure you guys might get that confusion from yeah, time to time. Yeah, I mean, we get that all the time. There's always people saying, yeah, go cheerleaders when we walk past the tailgates <laughs> and stuff. And we're like, no, dance team. But yes. um, the difference, I would have to say, is that we, um, it's, I mean, we obviously don't have guys on our team, so we aren't lifted mm-hmm. like the cheerleaders. We don't do um, gymnastics, so... That's another difference, and um, we while we do cheer, we do more of like a dancey mm-hmm. kind of routine while we're cheering, gotcha. opposed mm-hmm. to the cheerleaders. A great place maybe this week, um, Midnight Madness at Mun on Friday night would be a good place to um, kind of see the differences. We're actually doing a number with the cheerleaders, and um, we'll be quite divided, so you yeah. can tell. <laughs> well, actually, that is a really good idea because we do. I mean, we do a dance with them, and it's split up. So is there any kind of uh, any kind of competition between the two groups? Not, friendly competition? Not at all. I yeah. mean, it's very friendly because yeah. we do such different things sure. that we. I mean, we're all just good friends, and we all travel to nationals together, and, um, and sometimes camp, tournaments. Yep. Oh, and so um, pretty much bond with national cheerleaders. Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> rather have everybody working together. Yeah, of course. exactly. Now, what? What? Speaking of which, what made you guys decide to go out for dance team then? When? When you guys applied? Well, personally, I ever since I was very little, I had two dance teachers that were twins that were on the dance team. So I always just aspired to be on the MSU dance team when I was younger. And ever since, I mean, all through dance, through high school, I just always wanted to be on the dance team. So I tried out when I was old enough, and here I am. (laughs) Now, what about you? Um, well, I think as a freshman, it's kind of overwhelming coming to, coming to such a large college like Michigan State, kind of trying to find your niche. And um, I think dance team was a really good way for me to find a smaller community and get involved in school and kind of like um, allow me to have more school spirit and feel more involved. Definitely. And Jamie? Um, dance team is actually probably the reason why my parents let me come to Michigan oh. State. <laughs> yeah, because um, I'm from out of state and my mom's a dance teacher. So when she found out that I could continue dancing throughout college, she was ecstatic and was like, okay, I guess we're going to let you go <laughs> she to Michigan. Let you go. How, how far away did you have to come from? Um, I live in Long Island. Oh, wow. So it was yeah, quite a ways then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the MSU dance team brought you all the way from Long yeah. Island. Wow. <laughs> so you, very attractive. <laughs> So what now? Of course, homecoming week. Uh, this or all week right now. The the big game this weekend. What do you guys have uh, lined up for for the event? I mean, of course, you've got the the uh, the tail or the excuse me the the fundraiser on Thursday. Right. What else do you have lined up? I'm sure it's a busy time for we you guys. We have a very busy week ahead <laughs> of us. We um so Coldstone Thursday and then Friday we have the parade, the mm-hmm. homecoming parade. So we sit on a fire truck, I believe, and ride around for and that wave. <laughs> and wave. <laughs> and then um. Then we have the Midnight Midnight Madness Madness event, so we perform at that. And then the next day, of course, we have tailgates to go to, Mm -hmm. free gaming. Like, we go to um, tailgates, and we have our alumni tailgate because it's homecoming. So, Mm -hmm. And then we have the game. And the game's fun because some of the alumni girls get to come on the field with us and oh, wow. yeah. you know do a couple of cheers. So have they been working with you guys before the game? Actually, or? no. I mean, they just come out that day and they still have all their talent from the MSU <laughs> dance team. I don't know how they keep it up, but they're really good when they come out. So. Wow, sticks so with yeah. you. Definitely, it does. definitely some busy time for you. Now you mentioned the Midnight Madness, Madness a couple of times. What what's that all about? Well. Well, it kind of marks the um, beginning of basketball season, gotcha. and um, I know last year was my first year attending, and they had sort of um, a Fright Night theme. I'm not sure what the theme is this year, but um, they involve, you know, Izzo and the basketball team and the women's basketball team and um, us and the cheerleaders, and it's kind of fun for us, kind of a um, kickoff to the season, kind of get um, acquainted with everyone, and um, like I said, the number with the cheerleaders is always fun. Sure. Yeah. So, and of course, you guys as the dance team much more involved with the basketball team. Then. So this is probably a, a big kickoff for you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. And basketball season's a big portion of our like total season. Sure, so sure. it's getting down to basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike more traditional sports where you're kind of divided in a season, we just go all year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. I know our we season's adi- very long. We audition in the spring, and then um, we just basically start fundraising in the summer, kind of going to golf outings, things like that, and um, start up Fall, football basketball season yeah. i mean football season and then basketball so we're pretty nationals. much an all-year-round wow. sport you guys, yeah you guys don't stop then no wow. we don't we don't <laughs> well, now the, the midnight mad is of course midnight and you mentioned it was at mon hall is that right yeah i oh. believe it starts at nine. Oh, at nine. okay a little misleading yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you want to get a good seat of course <laughs> yeah. 
Excellent. Well, now we've been speaking with the MSU dance team, Jamie, Nicole, and Stephanie. You're talking about all the uh, fantastic and uh, I'm sure slightly exhausting uh, work that you guys have been doing all week and, of course, in preparation for this weekend, uh, homecoming weekend, of course. Uh, the big uh, the big uh, fundraiser, of course, Thursday, October 11th, from 6 until 9 p.m. over at Coldstone Creamery. You guys are taking over and uh, shoveling the ice cream to everybody, yeah. uh, mm. uh, as uh, as every year, apparently, is your, your routine now. Uh, of course, Friday over at uh, Mon Hall, as we just mentioned, uh, 9 p.m. Midnight Madness, and, of course, that uh, earlier that day doing the parade as well. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Saturday, the big game. You guys are tailgating and uh, <laughs> dancing your hearts out. Uh, yes, we are. <laughs> definitely promoting the, the MSU dance team. I want to thank you guys for being here. This has been fantastic. Thank, thank you, you for having, having us. us. Certainly. And, of course, if anybody's interested in learning more about the MSU dance team, how you can support them, it's a great way to support the school as well. Uh, check out msu.edu slash user slash MSU dance. Uh, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with uh, someone here to speak about uh, a memory, a monologue, a rant, and a prayer, part of the uh, Women's Center of Greater Lansing in just a moment. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. We are back on Exposure here. We're just speaking with uh, members of the MSU dance team, talking about their fundraising event this uh, Thursday uh, from 6 until 9 over at the Coldstone Creamery on MAC Avenue. They'll be uh, dishing out the ice cream there, and it's a great way to sponsor them and support the uh, the, the school here as well. Uh, more information on that, of course, available at msu.edu slash user slash MSU dance, or uh, if you missed any portion of that interview that you want to check out, it will be available, of course, on uh, our podcast at impact89fm.org. And switch gears now. We're speaking with uh, Deborah Hunt here to talk about uh, a memory, a monologue, a rant, a prayer. It's a benefit for the uh, Women's Center of Greater Lansing. I want to thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. And it's heart, just so you know. Oh, hi. oh excuse heart. me. Uh, heart. I am, oh, <laughs> I, okay. I, already, I off, already off to a bad start. <laughs> no, no, no. Not a bad start at all. Um, this weekend will be three performances of a memory, a monologue, a rant, and a prayer. Mm-hmm. And that will be at Creole Gallery in Old Town Lansing on Turner, uh, just north of Grand River. Mm-hmm. And the, Friday, the evening shows will be 730. The Saturday show will be 2 o'clock. I'm sorry. The Sunday show will be 2 o'clock. And what you will see uh, will be a collection of performances ranging from funny to difficult and devastating and overwhelming. And there will be moments where you just feel completely squashed by the material <laughs> and other moments where you're going to be laughing because it's it's a very fun piece. What happened was in, in uh, the summer of last year, Eve Ensler, uh, people are, would be familiar with her. A lot of people will be familiar with her um, for writing the Vagina Monologues, mm-hmm. which is something she wrote back in, gosh, I think it was... 96, 1996, and that thing just exploded. That's been translated to 45 languages and performed in 119 countries. Wow, I didn't realize it was that... uh, that that out there. You know? No, you know, I, yeah. I had I mean, I've either. heard of it, of course, but... Yeah, you yeah. hear about it, and, and it tends to be a kind of controversial piece. I know MSU has put on the production mm-hmm. at least for the last 10 years, I, I imagine. I'm pretty sure it's been that long. And they've raised, to date, $40 million. Wow. It's part of this, um, the V-Day movement, and what they do is they uh, use it for education, um, shelters, anti-violence programs across the world. Hmm. So it's really a wide-ranging program. So back in the summer of last year, there was a two-week festival in New York City called Until the Violence Stops, and Eve Ensler asked many of the writers there to contribute a piece, um, their experience on the subject of violence against women, asked for memories, monologues, rants, and prayers on the subject of violence against women. So some pretty famous people stepped up and 
contributed to this program, she was overwhelmed by the response. There were hmm. a couple thousand responses. She was thinking she'd get 10 or 20. Sure, sure. And um, Alice Walker did a piece for this. Kathy Najimi did a piece for this. Jane Fonda wrote a piece for this. And some names that you're going to recognize Definitely. and just a, a gamut of, of topics and, and subjects. And, and again, some of them are funny and some are just very compelling and some will break your heart. And, right. and the, um, this production that we're putting on this weekend... Um, is a fundraiser for the Women's Center in Lansing. And the Women's Center in Lansing, their mission statement is to um, provide women uh, potential, uh, helping them to realize their potential and to support each other, um, achieving economic sufficiency and self-sufficiency and developing emotionally and physically um, no matter the income level. It's just, it's a place for people who get it themselves into an abusive situation, mm-hmm. um, don't know how to get out, and they'll direct them to a safe house and help them find a path to educate themselves to get out of the situation, um, maybe find a new career, find a new pattern of living that can avoid such situations sure. in the future. So just helping them sort of problem solve if they get stuck in a situation exactly. that so maybe appears overwhelming but actually has a very real solution. Absolutely. You know, and sometimes when we, when we have problems of our own, we're so close to them and we just don't see a way out. Right, and right. to go to a place where people are there to help you mm-hmm. and, and guide you along the way and go, here you go. Right. <laughs> here's, here's some help. <laughs> we, we, you know, you got to put something into it too, but, certainly. but, but we, you know, this is it. This is a place to go when you're, when you're in that situation. Yeah. Like and it's certainly a great resource. I mean, this is something that I think gets overlooked when it comes time for people to, to, you know, pay attention to certain, uh, organizations in their community that, you know, that, that help, you know, are there for real help for people. Uh, yeah. you know, it's because, you know, people tend to see more, uh, you know, charities that involve, uh, you know, natu- maybe natural disasters, things like that. Yeah. But I mean, this is something that's sort of on the ground level and that's what I really like about it. it really is. And you know, with, with the domestic violence issues, it's, it's one of those things like alcoholism where it's, it, it no, it has no discrimination. Right. It, it crosses all, all races and socioeconomic factors mm-hmm. and all class levels and all societies. It's very prevalent in all these societies. And, you know, events, there are some people who I think might be put off by it because it, it almost feels like a hammer. And to her, that's, you know, her solution is right. this is her mission. This right. is her calling. And she's going to hammer people in the head until, and really it's, it's speaking the unspoken until it gets eventually heard. Certainly. And yeah, this is, you know, one of those issues that for, you know, a long time was, was something you just didn't, you just didn't talk about. Like you mentioned like alcoholism, same kind of thing. Oh, we, we just don't talk about yeah, that. And, yeah. and I think, you know, in this case, a, a hammer is definitely the way to go. Really? It is. And you know, um, I'll give you a, an example of something that happened to me recently. I do the news on the radio station that I work for, mm-hmm. and there was a horrible story about a baby and that had been abused um, sexually and physically, mm. three-month-old child, by her father. And it was a horrifying story. It is a horrifying story, and it happened near us here. It, was, it happened to Jackson. And a listener emailed me and said, the problem with radio is that you know you do stories like this. I had my children in the car, and that was not appropriate. Mm. And, I, and I, I said, sir, I'm, I'm very sorry. I wish I never had to do a story like that. Exactly. I wish it never happened. But do you think by not talking about it, that's going to stop it from happening? Right. And, you know, and he very graciously said, okay, I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize the reason for doing it. I said, you know, if you shine a light on things like this and hold this person up to shame and make that an example in our right. community, that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. That's how these things start to turn around, not by pretending that they don't exist. Right. And, you know, public opinion is such a, 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 such a strong force. And by, by bringing to light you know, things like that, you can help shape it as well. I mean, I think that's the great, the great power that you know, someone in your position actually has. You know, I, with radio, that's one of the things I love about radio. I've been doing it for... Uh, half my life now. <laughs> and uh, I think with it comes um, responsibility to mm-hmm. contribute to your community and, and to put positive, um, to, to be a positive instead of a negative in, in totally. your society. Yeah, and, and this is definitely a great example of it, to what you, which you've got uh, lined up here with a, a memory, a monologue, a rant, and a prayer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a fun program, and they, they're going to probably get some good crowds. If you want to pick up tickets, they're selling tickets at the Women's Center. That's on Michigan Avenue in uh, in Lansing. That's just between, I think it's Marshall Street and Amos on the south side of Michigan Avenue. You can pick up tickets there. Also, Everybody Reads Bookstore, uh, they'll, they're selling tickets there there as well. And you'll be able to get them the night of the show as well. And again, that's a fundraiser for the Women's Center that helps out women in this community who are victims of domestic violence. Certainly. Now, now personally, 
Uh, how did you get involved with, with all of this? You know, um, five years ago, almost five years ago, uh, the National Touring Company of Vagina Monologues came to town. And as is their standard, they have two women that are professional actors traveling the show. And what they'll do is call the local newspaper and they say, well, what radio chick in town would be most likely to do this? <laughs> <laughs> and my name came up first, so apparently <laughs> I have a reputation. Um, <laughs> and, and I took part in this and it was a wonderful experience. And... Um, and, you know, frankly, I, I, uh, many years before that, a friend of mine had wanted me to come see Vagina Monologues mm-hmm. here on campus. And I said, I don't want to go watch a bunch of angry women hate on men right. because I wasn't real familiar with the material. And he's like, no, come on, come on. We're going to go. We're going to go. I'm like, and I got, and we went and I got here and went, okay, it's not what I thought it was. This is really interesting and interesting what she's doing. This was in the early days of the monologues. And then when I did it five years ago, I was really, I was really overwhelmed with the response to it. It's one of the one of those things that really stick out. In the, I've been doing radio and Lansing for 17 years, but mm-hmm. this is one of those things where people still come up to me five years later and go, I saw you in the monologues. Really? That was such a powerful show. And wow. some people thought it was funny, and some people thought it was moving, and it was just it was a really cool experience. Well, then as, uh, as someone who's had a direct role in, in the vagina monologues, how do you prepare for something like that? What What goes into it? Um, there, there are scripts that are, are already, you know, that Eve Ensler has written mm-hmm. and edited, and they let me choose the ones that I wanted to do, and I, I think I did three of them. And we did some rehearsals ahead of time, and then we put up, gosh, I don't remember, I think it was maybe five or six shows at Dart Auditorium in downtown Lansing. And for this one, we've been doing a lot of rehearsals. Uh, Maria mm-hmm. Danielle C- Casanelli is our director, and she's been working us very hard. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been rehearsing a lot with our sure. pieces and getting familiar with the material. And we'll have our scripts with us. It's, this isn't a memorized piece. So sure, sure. if it looks like we're cheating, we kind of are, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll let that slide this time. <laughs> <laughs> so how does, how, does that, uh, how does the vagina monologues compare to this event? Um, you know, it's it's they're very similar in nature, um, and what's what's curious too about this is that there are names that people recognize: writers and uh, journalists and uh, people from, I guess that uh, perhaps the media society, um, entertainment a bit, uh, who who have written their input on this, and it's been edited by Eve Ensler mm. and put into a book, and it's just you know it's. It's it's a bit different in nature, whereas um, there's a real thim- real similar thread between the two. It, again, it's stories of violence against women, mm-hmm. and it's what's interesting is um, it's like any art project where you can give a, a group of people one word or one theme and go run with it, right. and it's so fascinating to see the wildly different examples that they come up with yeah. when, you, when you go, okay, come give me what you have on it. And you would, I mean, you wouldn't even imagine that they were given the same assignment in some cases, you know, right. silly things, even like, you know, when they do the paint a barrel project or the you know, design a fish <laughs> project for the big downtown events sure. that they do the sculptures. It's fascinating to me how <laughs> the perspectives can be so wildly yeah. different. It's that creative process at work yeah. though. I think that's always a fascinating thing. And, yeah. and uh, I suppose you'll be able to catch that uh, live on stage. Really? Yeah, you will. This is going to be a good show. We put a lot of work into it. That'll be again, Friday night, Saturday night, seven thirty at the Creole gallery mm-hmm. in old town on Turner, just North of grand river. And then Sunday matinee at two o'clock. Wow, so much great, so much uh, to catch this weekend. I mean, great, plenty of great opportunities to, to see it all, really. Yeah. And of course, you know, each show is different. I'm assuming, a little bit here and there. Of course, yeah, yeah of course. You never read the same book twice, <laughs> of right? Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, that's uh, a memory, a monologue, a rant, and a prayer, uh, p- uh, written by uh, various people, but edited by Eve An- Ensler of the uh, of the Vagina Monologues. Mm-hmm. Uh, going on, as you mentioned, uh, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, 7:30 p.m. and uh, a Sunday matinee show at 2 p.m. at the Creole Gallery in Old Town, Lansing. Uh, Deborah Hart's been our guest. Uh, here to talk about it. It's a benefit for the Women's Center of Greater Lansing. Really, a great organization. Definitely, you know, putting putting feet on the street, as as it were, for uh, for, for women in the Lansing area. More information on that. Uh, the, excuse me, on the uh, the Women's Center is available at cacvoices.org/slash/organizations/slash/women's-center. Uh, if you just Google the uh, Women's Center of Greater Lansing, of course, it'll pop up there too. If that's a, a long address uh, number, of course, for that five one seven three seven two nine one six three. Tickets are still available. Definitely worth checking out. Deborah, thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure, Wes. We're going to take a short break here and we'll be back uh, in just a moment with more MSU Exposure. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. 
Smoking helpline. Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking. Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline. The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it. I think you want mysmokefreeapartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A smoke-free building? Without all that smoking? Uh, yeah, that's right. Make your apartment smoke-free without making a stink. mysmokefreeapartment.org. When you get up in the morning and turn on the radio, you don't want to hear those other guys talking on your way to work, do you? You don't want to hear talking. You want to hear music. So here at The Impact, we are making you a promise. We're calling it the More Music Mornings 89 Second Play. We, The Impact, pledge that every weekday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., we will shut up and play music. We pledge that we won't talk for more than 89 seconds at a time, meaning more music all morning long. We pledge that every caller who requests a song between 8 and 10 a.m. Monday through Friday will be entered to win a great Impact prize. And we pledge that in return for your listening to us, we will listen to you and play more music that you want to hear. So tune into the Impact for more music mornings. Let us know what to play, and maybe you can win some cool stuff. Only here on 88.9 The Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. We are back with uh, Impact Exposure. Uh, we were just speaking with uh, Deborah Hart uh, discussing the, uh, a memory, a monologue, a rant, and a prayer. It's a benefit for the Women's Center of Greater Lansing. More info on that is available by calling 517-372-9163 or visiting their website at cacvoices.org slash organizations slash women's center. Uh, or if you missed any of that uh, conversation, you can check it out at uh, uh, Impact Podcast at impact89fm.org. We're going to switch gears now. We're speaking with uh, members of the uh, MSU Green Spiral. Thank you guys for uh, for joining us, uh, MSU Green Spiral. I hope I'm uh, putting the right name to this. Is the uh, the pagan group on campus? Is that fair to yep, say? That's cool. Correct. Well, now, uh, so go ahead and tell us a bit about what Green Spiral is. Uh, Green Spiral is an organization that was founded initially in 1997, um, basically by students that just wanted to create a uh, opportunity for people, like-minded people that you know have, are into pagan religions, mm-hmm. to be able to uh, connect and. You know, socialize on camp, not feel like they're alone. Sure. Um, we, it, went, it went south and then in 2004. It kind of just fell apart because there was no one that wanted to do leadership. But uh, this year, uh, some students got to back together and we refounded the group and now it's back. Oh, excellent. So, so you've made a triumphant return then. Yeah. <laughs> Well, now you mentioned uh, you mentioned it as pagan religion, so I'm I'm just trying to understand for myself, maybe for the folks yeah. that are listening. So, shouldn't think of pagan as just one specific religion. Then. Is That's that right? No, def- definitely not. Paganism uh, is a term that encompasses a lot of different religions that are mostly uh, polytheistic, meaning more than one god or goddess, mm-hmm. and also they are na- nature worshiping. So they. Uh, uh, where should find divinity in nature is the main that, aspect. That's of a it. key criteria. It's a key criteria. If it, yeah, it is. If it finds divinity in nature, that is, is paganism. So now, what could you expand on that a little bit, just to clarify what, what that might mean? Uh, well, like pantheism, first of all. I mean, everyone I'm sure is sort of pantheism, where you believe that the universe is God. You know, kind of like a living God, and every kind of part of it. That's that's one way of thinking of it. Another way mm-hmm. of thinking of it is that you look to nature for God. So, I mean, in that sense, even, like, monotheist religions could be pagan if you, if you, you know, instead of, you look, you know, outside or, or to the pro- to the processes of nature, to the, um... Sort of seeing, like, God in the details kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. A lot of people also see that, um, trees, rocks, soil, um, anything living or non-living also has a spirit. Hmm. Um, some religions believe that, like, uh trees have energy and trees have life and they actually have feelings like you've heard the term tree hugger sure. we're, we're referred to as tree hugging dirt worshippers and, and we, think, we think that's a good thing i was gonna say it sounds like you sort of embrace yeah, that term we do embrace that term got the bumper sticker oh, <laughs> so now uh i'm sure you know we're, we're talking about uh, what what paganism is i'm sure you guys get a lot of uh, you know, preconceived notions about what it what it isn't. Now, oh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure it sounds like you've had quite a bit of experience with that. What yeah, what can you tell us about that? I'm from a small town. It was kind of one of the towns where everyone's Catholic, and uh. they don't know anything outside of their own religion. 
And basically, when I went to school, a lot of kids thought that I was a devil worshiper, so to say, but no, that's not true. It's the single most common misconception. A lot of people think that we worship Satan and we sacrifice animals, and which is which is completely not true. We A lot of pagans don't even believe in the devil. Honestly. I actually, when I was in school in eighth grade, I had this kid that was like, I'm going to call you cat goddess because I think that you sacrifice cats. Oh, I'm sure that was a great way to go. Yeah, school. that was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so now, but I mean, do you do you guys? I mean, that was obviously a while back. Do you guys still hear that sort of thing from time to time? Or? Yeah. Not. Well, we're on a college campus, and you <laughs> people are a lot more tolerant in general. You still people encounter are a lot more tolerant, it, though. But you do it. You yeah. do still encounter it, but it's not as bad as if you were in rural. Sure. In Jackson. rural Michigan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> even, after, like, even after explaining what my religion was, people still thought what they thought. Right. There's a lot of fear behind, like, a, there's a lot of fear behind the misconceptions, and the fear makes the misconceptions worse. And that's kind of what we're trying, that we try to combat on a daily basis, is that fear mm-hmm. of that people have of paganism. And it's, we're, we, like, try to prove to people that this isn't a scary thing, that this is... Yeah, normal scary. to a certain extent, but then again, that's not really anyway, normal. Is it's hard to it's hard to break thousands of years of misconception. Right. It's a very exactly. difficult thing to break. You know, I mean, because this was what 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 happened before Christianity came about, and Christianity spent thousands of years trying to demonize what right. we believe and. It did it quite successfully, or so. even or even co-opt some of the uh, the traditions from what right. I understand. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, certain, you know, why, certain aspects. Why, of why do you have Christmas. a tree? You know, what's the tree for Christmas time? What's that for? You know, I I remember asking. What's uh, what's basically one of the holidays coming up now is uh, Halloween is mm-hmm. one of the ones that um, was changed from Samhain, the Celtic festival, the Celtic New Year, to uh, All Saints Day and All Souls Day, which is back-to-back in the Catholic uh, calendar. They basically kind of changed it. Hmm. Basically, same concept, just took out the uh, pagan influences and changed them to Christian ones. And of course, it's, there's also... Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> there's also the eggs during Easter time. Right. Yeah. There's Jesus, a, there's Jesus a didn't come out an egg. Are... <laughs> <laughs> rabbit doesn't lay them either. Right, the right. eggs symbolized fertility in the Celtic traditions, and hmm. that's why we have it. I there's there's so many little things that, that are similar, that are very, very similar, that are kind of shared by both religions that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize. And, and some Christians have a tendency to say, well, well, you stole that from us. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say uh, it, but exactly. you kind of got that from us beforehand. But. Yeah. We're a lot more similar. I mean, we all believe in the same thing, really. Mm-hmm. We all believe in God. I mean, none of us are atheists, right. you know. We just have a little bit different way of going about it. And ultimately, the way it works is that we just have a different way of... I mean, it's whatever floats your boat. Sure. You know, different people have different ways of connecting to the divine. And for some people, you know, Christianity works for them, and that's mm-hmm. great. For other people, they, they kind of say, well, you know, this isn't quite connecting for me. Maybe it's something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're not atheists. Right. Yeah. So in that sense, we're very similar. One thing that's important to remember, too, when whenever you're talking about a religion, in my opinion, is that all religions are man-made. All religions were created by people. There's no one right religion. It's, it's not possible. Everyone has different opinions. That's what makes this world so great, is everyone is completely different. We're all going to have different opinions. We're all going to have different religions. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And that's... Right. They're just all just, world works. Yeah. They're all yeah. just different ways to get to the same the same source. means to the end. Yeah, sure, sure. That's definitely a lot of uh, a lot of history to overcome. I think for, for your <laughs> yeah. group, but uh, but it, obviously one one thing I, I think it's interesting that you pointed out is that you know the the elements of, of paganism have been have been there you know all along. We mentioned the you know the connections between uh, you know paganism and different elements of Christianity as well as other religions. I mean, I find that pretty pretty fascinating. Um, so I mean, what. Given all that, what what would you say is the is the reason for for coming together here on campus again? You mentioned that the things yeah. kind of fell off, and then now they're making a comeback. What's what's the reason behind that? Um, well, we had had some people that you know, it's just like any other thing. You know, if you if you believe in something, it's natural to seek out, the, out other people that believe the same thing. You know, you don't want to be on campus alone, and you don't want to feel alone. You know, I mean, during the three years that we were gone. Uh, I I remember I would <clears throat> I was sifting through the back the, the backlog of emails that our group had received while we were down because 
there's thousands of them. Sure. But of the ones that weren't spam, you know, most <laughs> of the ones that were from people, you know, most of them were saying, you know, I really am interested in this because, you know, I just want to see what other people think about these ideas. I want to be able to talk with people and not have them, you know, and know that they're not going to just think that I'm weird because, you know, I believe a certain thing. Sure, sure. And um, I know that mostly I do it because of networking. Like, I grew up in Jackson, which is mainly... I consider it mainly rural. There were all of about four or five other pagans that I knew of in the entire county. So <laughs> I came here kind of thinking with the mindset that I was going to find other people like me who believe the same things that I did. And I found this group, and I was so happy that I'm like, <laughs> thank the heavens that I finally found something that, that um, works for me and that other people agree with me on. And it's just, it's a very relieving thing to know that you're not the only one. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about that. So when you, you know, you, what, what, what year are you? And I'm a freshman. Year? You're a freshman. So, yeah. so coming here, just, you're, you're, you're still sort of fresh here, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, uh, I mean, what was that, what was that experience like for you going, coming from somewhere rural to somewhere that has more than just a handful of, of pagans? Um, it was mind. I've always my parents raised me to be an open-minded person. I mean, I've always loved learning about other people and learning about other cultures. So it was a breath of fresh air, quite literally, mm. to have all these different people around me and all these different opinions. And I love it. I really do. I mean, well, my brother was diagnosed with cancer when I was seven, and we lived in Ann Arbor for a good amount of time. And I knew a lot of kids my age when I was younger when I when I was in Ann Arbor. So. I kind of had a lot of other people that from different viewpoints that I knew of, but it wasn't like a permanent thing. Hmm. Like, um, I've actually, I love it so much here. I've decided to stay for four years instead of <laughs> staying for two. So I've made up my mind that I'm sticking here. But um, I really, it was a wonderful experience to come here and have something so much different than what it is at home. Excellent. Now, now were you part of, of sort of the, the, the return of the program or was it already sort of in place by the time you got here? It was already more or less in place, but I kind of put my two cents in as, like, I would do anything you want. And I'm actually, um, our vice president uh, had to leave, and uh, I'm filling in for vice president for for now. Pretty quick upgrade. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was really surprised, and all the the girls uh, on my floor in Rayther Hall and my my RA are very proud of me. Very nice. Yeah. um, I think it it speaks for the times to say that this group was refounded entirely on the Internet. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah. It, was, it was not founded as an online group, but I mean, every every day, every every since I got the very first message on Facebook from our group president saying, "Do you want to help refound this group?" It was all online. You know, all hmm. the paperwork was most of the paperwork was online. You know, and everything. Everything, and uh, uh, we you know we we did most of it through Facebook, and eventually we got the MSU registration, you know, official MSU registration, and all that. Sure, and. Uh, it allowed, I think, the internet, you know, and Facebook particularly, kind of allowed us to put this group back together, even though we're all living in different places during the summer. Excellent. Yeah. Now, now you mentioned the um, being recognized by the, by the university. Were there any roadblocks along the way for no. that, or was it pretty open? It was especially easy because we we weren't actually really a new organization as much as we were just a lapsed organization. Oh, so just one. So they were able that. to just pull up our information and say, "Oh, you just want to revive this." Because they already had an account already, you know. They said, "Okay, we did, you just want to revive this account, basically." Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Yeah. Just, just you know, had to find a new advisor, and we found a professor who teaches a course on uh, magic and mysticism. Oh wow! What so, what what school is that a part of? Uh, I believe yeah, religious studies. It's oh, okay. uh, REL two seventy five, magic and mysticism, and Western esoteric practices. It's wow. very interesting. Yeah, course. it sounds like a fascinating course. Yeah. So now, uh, and, and of course, your group, now that you're back in full swing, you've got uh, meetings uh, regularly, it looks like. Uh, every Is it every other Thursday, every Thursday? Every Thursday. Every Thursday. And where's that at? It's at the uh, MSU Union. The top floor is called the Tower Room because it's oh, okay. at the very top of the whole building. Sure, sure. So now what, what can people expect if they stop by for the meetings? Oh, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, we did, last week, <clears throat> uh, we did an active meditation, uh, which is meditation with movement. Seminar. yeah. And uh, this week we have a uh, tarot specialist coming in and doing a tarot demonstration and teaching. Um, we're going to have a movie night at some point. Um, not exactly sure what that movie is yet, but um, we're figuring it out. <laughs> we're gonna f- we're gonna have to figure out where to have it first. Yeah. <laughs> probably have it once a month after that. Yeah, but um, then we have. Uh, I can't think of anything else we're having. <laughs> I, 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 I know a few. Oh, yeah, go ahead. What else you got? Well, we've got um, next Thursday, we've got someone coming in 
who is an author on Amazon. You can find her books on like MarsandNoahAmazon.com and all that. And she's going to come in and talk about shamanism. Hmm. Now, and, for those of us who don't know, what what's uh, shamanism about? Uh, it's a very ancient. Um, many religions have a history of it. it it's a basically it's a, when a person goes under a kind of trance, and then during that trance they connect to God or whatever. Hmm. I think and, the easiest way to relate to what shamanism is to think of the Native Americans. Yeah. Oh, okay. So some oh, like and a how they do their religious spiritual. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's, and there's a lot of other religions that have done it in history, like uh, Shinto, which is the one that I practice. Uh, Miko, which are the the women that you, some people call shrine maidens. Mm-hmm. They used to, in history, be shamans, and they would kind of be very similar to what Wiccans do with drawing down the moon. Um, so. Just, just, uh, just as I'm aware, uh, touching back on my original point about uh, incorporating different different forms of pagan religions, right. what what sort of things? Could, I mean, Shinto I, I recognize as, as something more Japanese, uh, it is, yes. and then uh, you know Wiccan. I'm sure people have, have heard that mentioned before. What 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 kind of fits under the umbrella of, of oh, pagan? Oh God, so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, or what are some of the, the bigger a, ones? A uh, more of, the celebrities. A of pagan. lot of the traditions. Um, well, actually, not traditions. More of the the cultural influences is uh, a lot of Egyptian, a lot of Greek and Roman. Hmm. Those are some of the main ones that a lot of Celtic, Celtic and Irish, uh, some African. A lot of times, people uh, draw on their descent and draw on their ethnicity hmm. uh, for their uh, religious, if their paganism for their religious ideals. Um, oh gosh. I ran Central, into so many. Yeah, Central American, uh, Native American. I ran into Pacific Islander before, even. Yeah, no. it's anything you can ever think of that had any kind of influence with paganism in any kind of subculture of the world is pretty much widely practiced. Mm. Um, yeah. A lot of the more... Um, there is a difference between Wiccan and paganism. Wicca is uh, focuses more on magic with a K, which is... Yeah. The common thought of a witch and spells, and uh, which is which is a little bit misconstrued and misunderstood. Very misconstrued. <laughs> very very misconstrued. Um, witches don't actually cast spells that have literal effects. It's more of a figurative effect to and like it, active prayer. It's, it's active. It's oh, more. It's yeah. rituals. Is literally more of a prayer. Think so. of how the Catholic Church does their thing, their sermons, mm-hmm. where yeah. the priest will light the candle. Right. And invoke a prayer. It's basically right. the same thing. It's basically thing. the same thing. So it's and more ceremonial than yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, people ask what magic is, especially particularly with a K. It's not some Disney, you know, wave the wand. <laughs> it's actually yeah. a very scientifically defined. It's basically it's any action taken by any human being uh, in an effort to create change. Huh. So that if I blow my nose, that's that's magic, technically. Hmm. But, but a lot of it has to do with... But it refers with, uh, more specifically like spiritual things done to undertake yeah. change. And a lot of it has to do with um, a lot of Wiccans raise energy, and Gary mentioned drawing down the moon. That's invoking the energies of the earth. Like, that goes back to the nature, the divinity in nature. You're invoking the uh, energies of the earth and drawing them into yourself as a prayer to offer up to your deity of choice. And, um, oh, wow, for the Eastern philosophy people, it'd be more like using your chi. Oh, okay. yeah. In practice. Energy, wow. chi, they're pretty much all generically the same thing. There's some minor differences. I feel like we've been covering a lot of ground. We're, we're running low on time, but just real quick, I want to give you guys an opportunity to sort of, uh, you know, uh, mention anything, anything you guys have coming up. In addition to your meetings every Thursday at the MSU Union, uh, anything else uh, I want to let people know about that you guys have going on? Well, we're, we're setting up a trip to uh, Troy in February next year. We're going to be going to Convocation, which is a statewide pagan festival. Oh. And that's... Uh, um, so it's in, it's in the end of February. Um, Convocation is a learning and seminar experience for pagans and um, and Wiccans. It they teach they do different seminars on different aspects. Like they do drumming circles. They do they teach you tarot. They All teach kinds you of energy, <laughs> anything under the under, under the sun or the moon. Hmm. We also have something that I'm personally am very excited about, and everyone else is. We're uh, planning a pagan pride day or week. I'm not entirely sure in the spring hmm. here at MSU. We've got a lot of support for that. We're trying to get funding to do it right now and. Very, very exciting. There's a Pagan Pride run every year in uh, Grand Rapids. Yep, which yep. is where I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and we were actually, that's this weekend. Well, many, around many there. cities right. have one. And 
Lance yeah. does not. I'm sure. I think Kalamazoo <laughs> has one. Too. Oh, okay. Very cool. So, uh, again, I want to thank you guys for, for stopping by. We've been speaking with Gary, Erica, Nancy, and Mandy, all part of MSU Green Spiral. It's MSU's pagan group on campus. Um, they're, they're meetings every Thursday over at the MSU Union, 7.30 p.m. in the, uh, the tower room that's on the, uh, the fourth floor, the top floor of MSU Union. And more info on that, of course, available at uh, msupagans.org. Thanks so much, you guys. Anytime you want to come back, I've, I've got so many more questions for you. <laughs> I just don't have time to, to hit them all. But uh, it's been great having you on. I want to thank you for that. No and uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back to uh, talk about the homecoming court, uh, all the great uh, events coming up for homecoming this week and this weekend uh, in just a moment. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Saturday nights from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m., tune into the cultural vibe to hear the best in both local and national hip-hop, plus live mixing on the ones and twos. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. We are back with more Impact Exposure. We were just speaking with uh, members of MSU Green Spiral. It's uh, MSU's pagan group on campus. Uh, really kind of a, a fascinating uh, interview, for, for me at least. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Uh, in case you missed any of that, of course, it's available as well at uh, impact89fm.org uh, on our podcast. And, of course, if you want to learn more about the group itself, uh, msupagans.org is the site to check out. We're switching gears now uh, to, to a, a topic that's uh, about as different as you can get, I guess. So I was talking about the, uh, the homecoming court with uh, Evan and Melnevia. Here, uh, talk Hi. about uh, all the uh, the great things that are going on this weekend. Thanks a lot, guys, for, for coming by. Thank you. Thanks for having us here. Certainly. So go ahead and tell us what, what Homecoming Court is all about. Definitely. Uh, well, each year, uh, a group of students and faculty, uh, staff, and alumni elect a group of 10 students to be on the MSU Homecoming Court. And uh, we're very honored to be uh, two of those people they selected this year. So what, what sort of titles do you guys get to, with this? I mean, what, what, what can I refer to you as? I mean, just members of the court? or <laughs> I would say yes, members of the court. But I believe this opportunity has given us to be the forefront of Michigan State University for the student body here at Michigan State. And I believe that's an excellent opportunity just to be able to be the forefront as well as have the opportunity to network and get the opportunity to just interact with students as well as um, alumni and be able to attend many of the events and be the representation for Michigan State University as well as the student body here. Sure, definitely more than just uh, than looking good on a resume, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, what, what, sort of, what sort of stuff goes into to being a member of the court? I mean, what sort of requirements do you guys have to meet? Well, Michigan State transfer uh, kind of uh, transformed the homecoming court process um, 15 or 20 years ago from kind of a popular election to what it is now. Um, and you have to be nominated by um, either a student or staff or faculty. Uh, and then there's an application that um, you as a potential court member have to fill out with a few essay questions. Uh, and then it actually goes to an interview panel. Really? So now, so go ahead and walk us through that for, for both of you. Like going from, you know, just average MSU student to member of the homecoming court. I mean, what were, how'd that feel? What was that like going through that whole process? Well, I would have to say after... Um, being nominated, of course, was a definitely an excitement and definitely just an opportunity that was a blessing for me to be, be nominated. From mm-hmm. there, of course, we happen to have a 2.5 or higher. Um, there were 51 applicants this year. They narrowed it down to 21. Hmm. 11 females and 10 guys. After that, it was narrowed down to 10, five women and five men who are the representation, once again, of Michigan State University. I would have to say that transformation to becoming... Um, MSU's homecoming court was an opportunity. It was just overwhelming. Um, it just, I had never 
really experience the opportunity here in Michigan State. Um, I had never really seen the activities that's going on, just the whole outcome of everything, just the whole opportunity, the networking. It was just a wonderful um, opportunity experience. Just, of course, the nervousness of the <laughs> interviews and everything sure. we had to go through. There was a panel of about eight, um, eight interviewers just sitting in one room, and you're the only one in there, and everyone just asked you a hundred questions. And wow. how do you feel about this? And what do you feel about that? And it was a great opportunity. When I walked out of there, I was a little nervous, but when I got the phone call the next day, I was definitely excited and definitely <laughs> like I'm going full force. Let me know what I have to do, where I have to be, and I'm there. So now, I mean, it, this conjures up images for me of uh, of somewhere mixed between like auditioning for a role in a in a play to like <laughs> being in a in a in a pageant. To, I mean, what I mean, what sort of questions did were they firing at you for this? Well, it sounds like it's pretty intense. Really. <laughs> well, the theme of this year's uh, homecoming parade is where heroes are made. Uh, so one of the questions for us was uh, to name a hero, um, explain kind of what qualities that hero had, um, and just explain whether or not you felt like you uh, exemplified those qualities here hmm. in Michigan State. So I'm curious, what were your answers to that? I'll go ahead and start with you, Evan. Uh, I chose my mom. Uh, she's a oh. breast cancer survivor um, and a middle school teacher um, and just someone that's always uh, stepped up to every challenge that I've, I feel like she's faced in life. Um, and I think that um, through my time at Michigan State, uh, hopefully, I've had I've stepped up to those challenges that were presented to me. Sure. Now, now, what you about see you? The relations? Yeah, I know. Uh, my mother also is who I chose as well. She's also a breast cancer survivor, wow. as well as a widow. Now, my father passed about a year and a half ago. So, just being able to take care of two women, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> me going to Michigan, <laughs> two State. strong women, yes, at that. strong women <laughs> at that. Um, and my sister now in college, so she's alone and just. The upbringing that she has brought up through just the morals and values that she has bestowed upon us, as well as just her support and her efforts and her strength that she not only has within our lives, um, her family, but friends as well as within her community. Wow. That's why I had to choose my mom as my hero. Man, those are, I mean, definitely some great candidates. I mean, <laughs> yes. both moms. All, yes. Mom's always a safe bet, but I mean, definitely some, definitely some good reasons behind that, too. Yes, definitely. <laughs> now, I mean, it, it just it's sort of the, the responsibilities that, that come with uh, with your, your, your position, I suppose. Uh, I mean... You guys have this is your this is crunch time I guess for for this <laughs> week and this week, weekend. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and give us a rundown of what you guys have coming up. Sure. Well, um, today of course we're here with you. Um, mm-hmm. We Thursday we have a Grand Award ceremony. Friday we have the parade. Saturday morning we have the green and white brunch. Um, Saturday afternoon, of course, is the big game. So those are some of our events. We also had an opportunity to network and meet some of the nominees as well as different people that were on the panel that actually interviewed us this past, um, the other week, last Monday, um, at Cole's house. So we got a chance to eat and have dinner at Cole's house and actually meet the president, which was a great opportunity. Wow, very cool. So what what is... Specifically, when you mentioned like the the award ceremony, is this mm-hmm. the award for you guys? Is this for other folks coming in uh, that are involved too? What's what's that all about? Uh, you know what that ceremony? Uh, it's called the Grand Award Ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, it, to my knowledge, we're just uh, sort of representing mm-hmm. uh, the students of Michigan State University, and they're actually bringing back uh, several alumni that will be receiving um, this sort of uh, distinguished alumni award for. Um, these uh, few former Spartans that have um, done really great things uh, in their lives and in their careers, uh, and it's a way of recognizing them um, for the things they've done after leaving Michigan State. Wow, excellent! And the great thing about it is it just it doesn't this weekend doesn't just end here. Um, we're doing different activities as well as putting on programs for um, different events just to promote the awareness of different things that's coming up, such as Women's Month, um, the Women's of uh, the Homecoming Court. Putting on an event, so we have a lot of opportunities for different people to just come out and actually meet us on a more personal level, mm. as well as going out to different events such as the March of Dimes and volunteering there. So those are some of the events that we do. So it doesn't just—it's not just the whole show of the weekend of right. Homecoming weekend. We do a lot of different things, a lot of community service, as well as work outside. Of so this, this is weekend. definitely your, your, yes. you're on stage this yes. week, but then you can, so there's yes. still more work yes. to be still done. Still more work to be done. <laughs> Very cool. Now, so you, you meant so you've got the the award ceremony on on uh, is that Thursday? I believe? Yes. Okay, Thursday. trying to get my all my dates right. So Thursday is the grand award ceremony friday of course the the, the big homecoming parade now i mean i i just put myself in your shoes for a moment i have to assume this could be the sort of the most fun but i mean i don't know you guys can tell me what, what you're looking forward to the most but yeah exactly <laughs> i think uh, everyone on the court uh, is especially excited for the parade um we'll be out there in uh, convertibles they've paired us up uh, nice. to cruise down grand river it's hard to look so, bad in a convertible yeah. <laughs> right you can't go wrong so <laughs> 
So so okay, we got the, the 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 parade on Friday, and then of course the 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 green and white brunch. Now I'm not too familiar with what the green and white brunch is all about. Why don't you go ahead and uh, tell me and us, the rest of us a bit about that? Oh sure thing. Uh, that's something the alumni association puts on every year. Um, now the football game this year is actually at 7 p.m. at night. So. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Traditionally, the game's at noon, so the you know the brunch works out. Uh, to my knowledge, if you attend, it'll be uh, you know more of a lunch than a brunch. Sure. Uh, but uh, it's a chance for alumni and students to um, really interact um, and get some good food before the game. Absolutely, <laughs> and of course, uh, you know, courtesy of MSU, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so then, this is all, of course, building to to the game itself. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, I can imagine you guys, you know, at ceremonies, at brunches, you know, and, and waving in parades. What do you guys? involved with as far as the game you know during the game uh, we'll be introduced i think at halftime yes, and half-time. Uh, the president uh, will be out there to shake our hands and uh, we'll be wearing those traditional green sweaters which i'm sure you by the end of this week you'll years. love those yes, sweaters yes. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely love those sweaters by the end <laughs> of the week and so we'll be definitely going out during halftime to be introduced um name major of course the um main or dealer of everything like that and once again the president will be out there to greet us so we're definitely excited about that just to be out there on the field in front of hundreds of people and just the opportunity to just be able to just say thank you mm-hmm. everyone and we will not let you down here. Now the big question, yes. uh, are you nervous to be out there? No. <laughs> no. No, no, of course not. The nervous not. part is done. After the interview, <laughs> after the, interview the hard work I'm is fine. over. <laughs> the nervous part is over. Well, that's good. At least you'll, yes. you'll, yeah, yes. you'll look good to the rest of your Spartan yes. fellows. Uh, now, so you mentioned, of course, there's stuff beyond this week that you guys yes. are involved. You mentioned March of Dimes. What other sort of events and, and, and charities and things like that do you, are you guys involved with? They're pretty much lining us up with every opportunity uh, that they can get a hold of. So uh, people have contacted us uh, with the charities and fundraisers. Um, the March of Dimes is just one example of a way that uh, we're going to be able to give back and uh, sort of be there as a little bit of a photo op for people that are interested. Uh, and again, it's a great way for us to represent uh, MSU students uh, at some events where uh, they might necessarily not necessarily have uh, a high turnout for mm-hmm. students. Wow, so yeah, they, they bring you guys in and everybody shows up. Not yeah. a bad gig. <laughs> and like well, I said, once again, on November 11th, we'll definitely be having the women's of the Homecoming Corps will be having a special event. Um, do not have the correct title, correct? So I do not want to state the correct title um, incorrectly, but um, we definitely will be putting that out and definitely getting that out um, to the MSU community as far as the events that we'll be putting on sure. for just the better support and for knowledge as far as coming to greet and meet us as well as just knowledgeable about the program that we're putting on. Very cool. You guys have a full plate ahead of you. Uh, we're we're just about right. out of time. I want to thank you guys for stopping by, thank though. And, uh, thank I'm you. sure this is just one stop along many for you guys this week and this weekend. But uh, you know, good luck to you on that, and uh, you know, congratulations again for for your winning and your fantastic titles. Thank you uh, very much. We are we are just about out of time. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, this has been the Impact Exposure. If you missed any of tonight's show, of course, it is available uh, on the Impact Podcast at impact89fm.org. And of course, uh, just speaking with uh, folks from the Homecoming Court, their website uh, homecoming.msu.edu. All the events that we just mentioned are available on there. Dates, times, what's going on, the works. Uh, we are going to wrap up and shift things over to the Progressive Torch and Twang. Easily one of the best shows we've got here at The Impact. Uh, I want to thank you for listening, and we'll be back, as always, every Tuesday from 7 p.m. until 8 p.m. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.